so happy and excited to have Miss Carly Marie in my podcast today. Thank you so much to, to be on the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm looking forward to seeing which direction our conversation will go. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited too. You know, and it's um, what I said before we started the interview. I just love to go with the flow and see what happens in my interviews. Um, and yeah, for those who don't know you, um, who never heard of you, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, so I'm an author. Um, I'm a spiritual self-help author, but I tend to work mostly um, with people because I also offer personal mentoring, group coaching. I have some online courses and I tend to kind of call in people who are maybe a little bit rebellious. Um, they want to do their work in the world. They don't necessarily fit into some of the boxes and categories that they've been offered for what that looks like. Um, and so, you know, the magical misfits, some might say, um, who know that they're here to have a positive impact in the world. They know that they're here to, to kind of create, to be the creative force in their own lives. Mm -hmm. and I love to help people to, to kind of tap into their intuition to their own natural energy flow so my first book came out in 2019 it's called soul modes it's a wall street journal bestseller um it is about the kind of energy patterns that we move through as feminine core people so kind of most women and some men is how I would kind of summarize that in one sentence um and I sort of help people, I suppose, to exit the cage of conditioning. So the programming that tells us that there is a particular way to be, a particular way to do things. Um, and I think a lot of that disconnects us from our truest self. Um, and I think a lot, of us, a lot of us are focused on being our best selves. And I think there's something really beautiful. Um, I have a dear friend, Alicia Bannister, who said to me recently, it's not about being a best self anymore. It's about being a truest, truest self. And I think that there's just something so beautiful and profound about that. And I think that's kind of where we're heading um, in the, in the post-COVID era. Um, we're heading towards people, towards authenticity being a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I feel actually too. Um, I think more than ever we are called to to show our most authentic selves and whatever that might be. And maybe mm -hmm. also to show the parts of us that we don't really like others to maybe see. But um it's yeah, it's really interesting because um I think this year was for me really an integration of everything which I've learned so far in my journey and coming together. And I think that, you know, we, we can't deny these parts of ourselves anymore that we think, no, 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 they, you know, they, they don't really fit in this box. And um, how did your journey look like to, to come where you're at now? Because I, I just uh, scrolled through your website and you have so many offerings. You offer so many courses and <laughs> offer and um, you did a movie you know mm -hmm. for me you are like a representation of a wonder woman who did the impossible possible to be honest and oh, I love that yeah <laughs> like a powerhouse you know so how did you do that <laughs> yeah um 
I kind of just kept putting one foot in front of the other and creating the next thing and the next thing. So I guess that to me is a truly soul led life, a life where your soul goes, Hey, Carly, we're going to make a movie. And I go, all right, let's go. Um, Or my soul goes, all right, we're going to write a book. And I go, okay, let's go. And so it's not like I sort of set out and go, all right, I want to have 20 courses and 10 books and blah, blah, blah. Like I kind of continually allow the vision to keep evolving I at no point have decided that I needed to have a business plan or a ideal customer or a niche um, I don't see myself as a businesswoman I mean I have a business um, but I don't see that as being my focus I see it as me doing my work in the world is the focus and my business is just the you know, the administrative structure that holds, you know, that, that allows me to do my work in the world and resources me to do my work in the world. Um, so I think that that's probably a big piece is, you know, say, uh, I think seven, eight years ago, I became a mum. Uh, before that, I'd been working full time in, you know, corporate life. And I didn't want to go back after I had a baby. And so I started a little home admin business eight years ago um, with my little baby. And then, um, when she was about two, my whole life fell apart. Um, my marriage broke down, found out my husband had been having an affair. Um, I was just, I was, I, I, I want to say that I was a broken shell of a woman, but I wasn't, I was stripped back to my core and all of the, the conditioning and all of the requirements that the world had of me disappeared. I was allowed to just curl up in a ball. The world sort of said, okay, Carly, you know, you're my, my mom was basically, I'll look after your daughter. You can curl up on my lounge room floor and cry for as long as you need to. And so like sort of reconnected to myself at that point. So I had my little business. I was resume writing at that point. My business had morphed into a resume writing business. So I was career coaching mums who were returning to work. I was writing resumes for them. I was supporting them in their return to work because I had a sort of a personal development background and um, in the corporate the corporate space I was in was a personal development um, organization for young people. So at that point, I then, you know, left my husband, accidentally got pregnant to my new boyfriend and then... <laughs> Um, that stripped me back yet again, because that was a big shock. That was very challenging. Um, I was still going through a financial separation with my ex-husband. And so there was a lot going on personally at that point. And that's just when I went, okay, it it kind of just somehow kind of woke me up. And I went, um, my whole life plan that I had was just taken from me and it all got torn. The universe tore it to shreds and set it on fire. And so I was able to kind of go, okay, well, I get to create whatever I want with my life. What do I want to do? And at that point, I went on a pretty full-on personal development journey. Um, and I discovered this thing about energy. I, I, I noticed it within myself. I sort of stopped looking at all what all the other books told me to do and what the world was telling me to do. And I just looked within and I found my, I found my intuition. I found a connection to the universe. I found a connection to my soul. I found that beautiful source of infinite wisdom within myself. And from there, I I wrote this book about what I'd learned about energy, what I'd learned about being a woman and what that meant to me. Um, And so I wrote this Soul Modes book and it went a bit crazy Um, and it hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, number two. Um, I worked with a consultant over in the US. I knew that the book was going to be a big deal in America. I just sensed that and I worked with a guy who does exactly that. He helps people, you know, um, get their book in front of people and, and he was brilliant and he helped me get it in front of a lot of people and I did and a lot of people, you know, have then connected with the work and and I've just continued making courses all the way along because I needed to make an income and I loved making courses. It's something I enjoy. 
And so I would just make courses on different things that I knew about, different things I was learning about business and, and you know, how I'd grown my business, how I'd manifested, like all those things. And I just made all these courses and now they're all on my website and people can buy them. And, <laughs> um, and here I am. And I've just finished writing my second book. I wrote most of it in 2020 during lockdown, but then I put it on hold um, and I've just gone back and finished that off. And then I've also started starting my 2021 book now as well. So there'll be three books out soon, hopefully by the end of the year. Oh, wow. And what are the new yeah. books about? Yeah. So the, the one that I read in 2020 is called Sorceress. Um, it's about doing life like magic. So it's my take on manifestation, on being a creator in your life, on, you know, creating, um, changing the way you think about time, changing the way you think about your limiting beliefs and things like that. So it's called Sorceress. And then uh, the next one, it hasn't actually got a name yet. The working title is The Freedom Book. Um, it has a tagline, which is the land of plenty lies outside the cage of conditioning. So it's really about um, uh, noticing and seeing the programming that is kind of fed to us from birth about the rules that we must follow and how to do life um, and sharing a lot of my journey around how I've kind of walked away from a lot of that, how I've ended up homeschooling my children um, and really becoming, going from good girl to rebellious rule breaker in the most beautiful and respectful and loving way. Um, and, you know, I guess stepping into my own personal power and, and being, yeah, being the creator in my own life mm -hmm. and realizing that no one else has any power over me. Um, I have the power. I, I hold the power in my life and, um, it's beautiful. I'm excited to, I'm excited to share that with the world, but Sorceress has to come out first. <laughs> that will come out and then, and then I'll finish the next one. <laughs> it is so amazing, you know, because I feel like sometimes we, we don't allow ourselves to, you know, to, to let all these ideas come out of us. And, you know, you're just such a good example of like, what can actually life look like if you just allow it to come up and you allow it to come into creation because I think a lot of time for doubting and you're like that's not what the world needs um and but you did it anyway you know you, you took action and it that's it's truly amazing I think and you know what would you tell a woman who you know has maybe also like so many passions in their life but sometimes they just don't know where to start because there's so many things Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they, I think we can get a bit paralyzed by having so many ideas because we think that we can get it wrong, like to, to pick the wrong one or something. Um, the way I look at a lot of ideas is, okay, these all get to be brought to life and none of them take as long as we think they're going to take to bring to life. So basically what I do when I have a bunch of ideas come through at once like that is I kind of just write them all down. And, and that's kind of my way of going, okay, universe, mission accepted. I will, I will bring these things to life. I will commit to bringing them to life. And then I kind of just allocate, okay, um, this one's happening in August. That one's happening in September. That one's happening in October. And basically allocate a month to each big project. Mm -hmm. And then I basically have blinkers on with that project until that project is brought to life. And when that project is complete, it's like, okay, next project, let's go. Let's bring that to life. Um, so everything, every idea that I have either becomes a project or a mission. So a project is, you know, something that um, it has a start and finish point. So writing a book is a project. 
or something might be a more of a mission. So it might be like, okay, I'm going to do a daily live stream. I'm going to do a weekly podcast or something like that. That is a mission. It's something that's kind of ongoing. So that's something I just schedule time for in my diary. Create space for it. But what's behind all of that for me is a belief that if it matters to me, there's space for it. So I think we trip up when we, tell, when we have a story running that there's not enough time in the day. You know, this is conditioning. This is the stuff I'm talking about in book three. This is conditioning. This is the, st- the stories we get fed. There's not enough time in the day. You know, it's, it, and it's just said like it's truth and it's not, right? Like if it's important to you, if your soul gave you the idea, then, then the universe wants it to be in existence, which means you'll be led there. You'll be taken care of. You'll be provided for. You've just got to do your bit, which is saying, okay, universe mission accepted and then showing up for it and then taking your guidance. And, and sometimes your guidance will tell you to take a nap. Like, I think we just have these, these stories again, like this programming, this conditioning, the productivity looks a particular way and that we must give up and sacrifice the story of sacrifice. It's such a cage. It's such a trap. And when we're told that we have to sacrifice other things in order to have this thing, I don't believe in sacrifice. And because I don't believe in it, it's not a thing in my life. I don't have to sacrifice time with my children to run a successful business. No, I homeschool my children and I run a successful business because I decided I get to do both. It is my expectation and therefore it's my reality. And so if you've got a bunch of ideas, you want to bring them all to life, then decide, choose, accept and claim that you get to do that. And there's enough time in the day and there's enough energy. There's enough headspace. There's enough love. There's enough capacity. And then you go, all right, which one first? Let's go bring it to life. Now, some people enjoy having more than one project on the go at a time. Ask yourself that question. I like having blinkers on with one thing. I like having a rich life with a lot of things happening. Like I've got a podcast, I've got a Facebook page, I've got blah, 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 I've got all these things. But in terms of a big project, I'm like, I need to finish Sorceress, then I can finish the second book. Like blinkers on, that works for me. But this is the thing, you've got to get to know, personal development to me is just a journey of getting more and more intimate with who you are and figuring yourself out, like writing the manual to you and knowing that you evolve all the time so it's always changing. So this is why it's important to be doing this work ongoing is getting to know yourself, getting to know how you work and remembering that everything is made up. So if someone tells you that you need to do your admin on a Monday morning at 5 a.m., just remember that that's made up and that's not necessarily true for you. Oh, absolutely. Question everything. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that society wants us to to believe that yeah we don't have enough time of the day and you know you just have to stick with one thing the nine to five job then you have the weekend and you you will create a family blah 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 blah. and like there's not enough space there's no freedom there's no play there's no magic and no wonder a lot of people get depressed because they they're stuck in a job which they don't love in their life and they they don't have any passion for anything anything else and then they look at other people and think why do they have that which I don't have how did they get there it also creates a bit of like a separation sometimes I feel like the people who who have the successful business there they're much more different than to the the normal human being which is maybe just starting out or don't know where to start so Mm -hmm. when you um could have a chance to maybe talk to your younger self go back in that time where you just started out what would you like to tell her oh just to let it be an adventure just to which I think that I did but at times I sort of (laughs) 
fought myself on that. Mm-hmm. Um, to move forward with a sense of wonder and to, I guess, drop the pressure to feel like you know it all and you've solved it. There's nobody who knows everything. Um, particularly in the spiritual realm and the business realm, like things are changing all the time. And so I think like, yeah, allowing yourself to move forward with a sense of wonder, not ever claiming or expecting to feel like an expert on something. I think if you give yourself permission to just be a contributor to something, like a contributor to a conversation on whatever it is that you're interested in, And just to remember that everything is made up. When I realized that everything is made up, every university degree, every rule, every framework, everything is made up. Even science is just presenting theories. So for me, when I, what I put forward in my books, I was able to unleash that degree of creativity because I stopped telling myself that I needed to have everything figured out and I needed to be certain about everything. I think certainty the craving for certainty and it's programming. We're taught to be certain. We're taught to know the answer, black or white, yes or no, A plus or F, you know, like we're graded, we're ranked. Um, Everything is kind of black and white and it's everything we must be certain. And I don't think we can be in an energy of trying to control an outcome so we can be certain and also be in an energy of creativity. They're two different things. And so I created so much more in my life from an energy of adventure and wonder and creating and let's just see what happens as opposed to going well do I know it's going to work am I certain well no I can't ever be certain that it's going to work I've had things that I've tried to create and launch that were absolute flops that nobody wanted that didn't work um you know I've received criticism about you know why would you want to do that and 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 so I guess when I was able to go like, well, I'm never going to be certain about anything, but I'm excited about this. I'm curious about this. I just want to play and let's just see if this works. And rather than it feeling like gambling, it felt like playing and exploring and experimenting. And then in each of my books or each of my courses, I'm just presenting my theories And so, you know, I think sometimes we feel like, well, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, even psychologists and scientists are still playing in the realm of theories, Mm -hmm. right? Like everything is a theory. And so I was like, that felt so freeing to me to realize that I'm just presenting my theories and yeah, there's research behind them. There's my whole lifetime of experience. There's every conversation I've had with another woman. There's every, every interaction I have in the world is research for my theories. And it's just so freeing Mm. and there's no hierarchy. There's no, oh, that was big. When I exited the hierarchy of my industry, everything changed because I didn't feel like I had to earn my place. I think as a woman, it's very, very beautiful to forget your place in the order of things because that's just another trap. It's another cage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the the trap of being jealous and thinking that, yeah, again, that we're separate from other women and they actually don't want us to connect and come together and collaborate because I feel like the more women are actually coming together, the more magic can actually be created with with all this energy. Yeah, when women come together, like even when I sometimes give women circles 
And, you know, it's such a power when women are coming together. And I'm like, oh my God, I could just sit in circle my whole life um, because it's such a magical moment where you realize we are all one. We are all connected on a deeper, deeper level and all our wombs are connected too. Then you just see that every woman has the same struggles. Every woman has the same pains. And the realization that um, that we, we are just human, you know, we are in this human body, but we are also spiritual beings. And when did you actually realize, okay, there is something within me, which is divine. When was that moment in your life? Um, I think we're born knowing it. And I think that we forget. And then I think at some point something happens where we kind of remember and then life from that point is this continual process of remembering more and more. Um, so when did I start to remember that? Probably maybe a couple of years ago after when I started to tap into my intuition, when I realised, that's when I kind of realised there's a there's a uh, a teacher called Amanda Francis. She says somewhere along the line, she said it must be in one of her podcasts or something. She said your desires are divine guidance, and that was so freeing to me to realize that, or to, it felt true to me. And again, that's just something she believes to be true. It's not what everyone believes to be true, but it's what she believes to be true, and it felt like truth in my body. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm being guided by something much bigger than me. And it started to feel very freeing and very loving and very just wonderful. And I started to go, well, even if it's not true, even if there isn't something bigger we can feel but not see, then it still feels really nice in my life to believe that it does. I don't need proof of it in order to believe it because believing it is a choice that I'm making because my life is better from making that choice, from choosing to believe that. And then I started to just live my life based on the premise that I am taken care of by a beautiful and loving universe, that, that there is, and I'm not religious, but I'm certainly spiritual. And it's just from that point, when you start to operate on the premise that that is the truth, then evidence of it shows up everywhere. Two mornings ago, I woke up with poetry in my ears. Like the, a poem came through me. I wrote it down and I'm like, I've never written a poem before in my life. Like that didn't, that didn't come from my brain. Like that came from my soul. And so when I started to trust it, when I started to make choices that were in alignment with that, it just became more and more and more true in my life. And then just bizarre, weird things start to happen. Bizarre consequences, like, yeah, things that it's just unexplainable. You know, you think of someone and then they call you, you know, and I'm like, oh, there is evidence everywhere that I am working with something bigger than just logic here. And it's not something you can just tell someone and convince them. People need to feel it for themselves. But I think it's really beautiful when you just start living life as if it's true and then it becomes true. And isn't that true for everything? You know, you start living life as if the world is a beautiful place and, and then you walk around in a world that is a beautiful place. And there's, we have a whole lot of power to choose there. And, and we, we don't always know that. We're not taught that from the moment we're born. You know, you spoke before about how we compare ourselves. We're programmed to do that, right? Like, 
from the moment a baby is born, they're put on, we're told, well, she's on the 90th percentile for weight. And, you know, we go to school and it's like, oh, you know, you're, you get an A plus and you get a B. And then, you know, we, we get our grade at the end of high school and it's a bell curve and we're somewhere on the, but we're ranked. We're ranked for everything from when we're born and then we become grown-ups, and it's like, oh yeah, but you know, you're wonderful just as you are. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Um, it's really hard it's, to you. yeah. It's crazy, right? Mm. And yeah, so I, I think that starting to see some of those things helps us to see that, you know, we were beautiful and perfect all along from the moment we were born. And, and remembering is just a case of kind of unlearning a whole bunch of things we were taught. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's my truth. I'm divine. I'm glorious. I'm magic. And I'm deeply powerful. And I just love to, to help other people to remember that because the whole world changes when you remember that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, remember who you truly are in your essence, you know, and then you're like, wow, you go that you are actually everything around you. When you have that knowing, it's like, there is no separateness anymore. And everything is one. It's like the tree becomes like you and you're like, I'm the tree, the tree is like me. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful moment. And I think a lot of people get these glimpses, but then in our daily today lives, we just forget it again. You know, it's so it's an ongoing remembering who you truly are. And I think that's also why I've created Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman podcast, because it's really about remember who you truly are. Because I believe in our essence, we we are a Wonder Woman inside of us. We have like superhero powers. And I mean, I, I love hero movies anyway. And I always wanted to live in a world where anything is possible you know and there, there are no limits to anything and you know it's uh, yeah everything is possible for you and um yeah I would love to actually talk about your book the soul modes the so you said there were four different modes that you described in your book could you go into a bit of detail that would be awesome yeah yeah, so kind of energetically, we in any given time, we're in one of four different modes, like energetic states. Um, and I call them wild mode, bear mode, super mode and sparkle mode. Some people follow their menstrual cycle and there are four different phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, this is different to that. This moves much more quickly than that. So we don't spend a whole week generally in each mode. I go through all four modes in a day. Um, some people spend a couple of days in each mode. So wild mode is that energy where you're just like frustrated with things that feel stifling. So you might suddenly find yourself decluttering your house you know, I know it's for me, it's when I tend to wear more loud colors like red or leopard print. Um, it's when I tend to swear a little bit more when I'm in wild mode. Um, my hair is usually wild. I've got lipstick on, you know, it's I'm going to speak a bit more loudly, more passionately. And then after wild mode comes bear mode, they always go in the same order. So after wild mode comes bear mode. Bear mode is where our energy drops, our motivation drops. It's usually when we might have what feels like a crisis of confidence. Um, some of our limiting beliefs come up to the surface. We often just want to be left alone. We might want to have a cry. We might want to meditate. We might want to have a bath, take a nap, um, things like that. It's that really kind of reflective inner, you know, I need space. I'm an introvert. I need to be alone in my bear mode. Um, some people want to talk to a friend that more extroverted. They want to connect. And then after 
bear mode comes super mode. Super mode is when we're more in our masculine energy. It's when we want to like write lists and tick things off. We can think very logically, very black and white. We're quite impatient. We can be a bit bossy, um, but we're very productive. And then um, after super mode comes sparkle mode. And sparkle mode is when we shift more into that feminine space where for me, I get really forgetful. I lose all focus, um, but I want to wear like floral colors. I'm very cuddly. I just want to play. I want to laugh. You know, I send messages to my friend going, oh my gosh, I love you so much. You know, um, that's sparkle mode. So for me, I go through all four in a day. Most days it speeds up and slows down. And what affects the speed of it is how well you are filling those cups, right? So if you think about it, they say you can't pour from an empty cup, but you haven't got four cups. You haven't got one cup to fill. You've got four cups to fill. So as you fill your wild cup, you'll shift into bear mode. As you fill your bear cup, you'll shift into super mode. So depending how responsive you are to your own needs, to your own energy is how quickly you'll shift. So because I'm pretty aware of my modes and what I need, I go through all four in a day. So I might wake up in bear mode, really tired, want to be left alone, just want to lay in bed and journal. Then at some point, my energy will kick in. I'll get up. I'll write a to-do list for the day. I'll make a green smoothie. I'll do some stretches. And then once I've gotten enough done, I'll shift into sparkle mode. And that's when I just want to be with my babies. I just want to put my, I'm like, oh God, Carly, put your phone down, focus on your children. I might change into something softer. Mm. And then wild mode, I might suddenly be like, oh my God, you guys, we've made such a mess. We need to clean this up. Right. Let's go. Oh God, all this noise, you know, and suddenly I'm in wild mode mm. and I'm like, oh, I just, I just want to work. I just want to get some work done. You know, I just want to write. I want to write a post or, you know, so it's a roller coaster. Um, so for a lot of people who feel like they are all over the place, it um, helps to explain that you're not all over the place at all. You're actually just a miraculous, wonderful goddess and nothing's wrong. And when you know what's happening, you can embrace it, ride the wave. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think a lot of times we're like, why is my mood swinging? You know, why, yeah. why is it changing? Why? No, I don't want to, you know. I think a lot of times we, we want to get things done, but we might not feel like it or our intuition is actually telling us not just go to the beach and enjoy it <laughs> the day. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. We, and we'll see posts. We'll see posts of people going like, oh, just, you know, sometimes you've got to stop be, doing and just be and just be present and notice the little things because they're in sparkle mode. That's why they're writing that. You know, and other other times people are like, "Oh, just I'm just ready to rip this rip this the roof off this thing, and I'm going to change the world." They're in wild mode, right? So it's helpful to see it in other people and to see that the advice they're giving isn't necessarily for you in that moment. It helps us to really see it why why and how we're all different. Mm. Um, so understanding this is really helpful in talking to clients, working with clients, selling to clients, you know, creating social media content. It, it feeds through in every area of business, in life, in parenting, in relationships. Um, so this is what I talk about in my book and, and on a lot of my social media. Um, because once we know this about ourselves, we can, we can really trust ourselves a lot more. Um, and we can get to know sort of how quickly we shift. So some people spend a whole day in bear mode. Sometimes it's a whole day. We're just like, I'm not getting out of bed today. I'm watching movies, mm. you know. And sometimes I'll spend a whole day in super mode where they're just like, oh, my God, I got so much done today. Wow. You know, and then days where you're in sparkle mode, you just don't want to do any work at all. Sometimes it's two days in each. So it's really helpful to know. And then people start to stop thinking there's something wrong with them. Yes. <laughs> not. Going through a very natural pattern, but you know, your best friend might be in super mode and you're in bear mode and suddenly you're comparing yourself to her. Yeah. You're feeling like 
feeling crappy about it when actually, no, she's just in super mode and you're in bear and everybody's fine. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like just a different energy level, right? It's, yes. it's just like, totally. you know, but yeah, that, that is actually the funny thing. I, I, I think I, I did that a lot, you know, when I'm in a low mode, then you compare yourself automatically to people who are like in such a high energy. And then you're like thinking, what is wrong with you? Yeah. But when you're in a high energy, it's almost like nothing can touch you. You're like, yeah, you know, everything's connected. Everything's cool. Yeah. You know, you don't compare yourself. You're like, you know, you're unique and your way is your way. You make the rules. But when you go into this low mode, you, I think it's such a good awareness teacher when you know, yeah, which mode you're in and what you're going to do that, right? Yeah, and it explains things like why sometimes, you know, you might sign up with a coach or buy a course or go into a program in wild mode and then freak out about it and go, why did I just do that? Mm. Because you've hit bear mode and bear <laughs> mode is where a lot of our fears come to the surface. But each of the modes is purposeful. And this is what I write a lot about in my second book is like each of them has serves a purpose. So bear mode, while it's not fun, it is very, very purposeful because it helps us to see what's happening on a subconscious level. Everything that's sitting there in our subconscious is just rising up to the surface like little bubbles. And when we know that's what's happening, we can be like, oh, okay, this isn't necessarily truth. If I'm telling myself, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, whatever it is, like a lot of that conditioning that sits in there, a lot of the stories we've been told about ourselves, it all just comes up to the surface, but it comes up to the surface so we can feel it. So we can feel it and heal it and release it and move it out so that we can become who our wild woman, when we're in wild mode, tells us who we're here to be. So in wild mode, we we kind of see that, you know, she's like, that's it. We're going we're gonna to write a book or whatever. You know, she wants to do big creative things. You probably decided to create this podcast in wild mode, right? Mm-hmm. So you go, oh, in wild mode, oh, my God, I'm going to make a podcast. Oh, Wonder Woman is going to be amazing. Yeah. Then you might have hit bear mode and gone like, oh, God, I don't know about this. Actually, what was I thinking? Right. And some people just put it in the bin at that point. They don't go ahead with it. Mm. But some people don't. They go, ah, okay, I know what's happening here. I'm going to move through these feelings. I'm going to process these beliefs. I'm going to process these emotions. And then we go into super mode and super goes, right, okay, I'm going to sign up for the for the podcast platform and I'm going to schedule out all our sessions and I'm going to record the blah, 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 or whatever has the actual things that need to be done. I'm going to post about it. Then in sparkle mode, we, got, we, we, we stop working for a minute and we come back to what really matters and we connect to our values and we connect to our pleasure and our body. And we're very in our body in sparkle mode. We're very in our heart. And so we, you know, we come back to pleasure and, and to, we're, we're accessing, I talk about the genius frequencies. In each of the mode, we're kind of accessing a different genius frequency. So we're accessing our vibrational genius in sparkle mode. We're accessing our visionary genius in wild mode. It's our um, spiritual genius in bear, in bear mode, and our logical genius in sparkle, sorry, in super. So it's this, like, it's pretty full on to share, try and share in one podcast, but the, it is there is so much more to us than we realize. And when we start going on that journey, it's, it's very hard not to see yourself as an absolute miracle mm. when you can see what's in there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much for the explanation. Oh my God. I really want to read the book now and watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yes. So 
um, you probably coach yeah, so many women in your lives. What is one of the, the things that you always keep coming um, that you always see which is coming up for women which keeps them stuck or they they just they don't get into action um not not realizing not, not seeing their bear mode for what it is so when we're in that when they're in that kind of crisis of confidence moment rather than seeing oh okay i see what's happening here i'm in bear mode i'm noticing these feelings but just deciding that those those beliefs are truth and going oh that's right i'm not good enough and just canceling it all and and canceling projects you know deleting podcasts all that sort of stuff that's probably one of the issues that i see so i think seeing their mode for what it is um and seeing it as purposeful and doing what it tells you like doing what each of the modes tell you if your wild woman tells you to cut your hair off do it <laughs> if your bear if your bear tells you to take a nap even though you've got a long to-do list do it if your super tells you to you know record 10 podcasts in one sitting do it um, you know, if your sparkle mode tells you to, to shut the laptop and go and play with puppies, do it because like, that's how I got here is the radical self-leadership, um, is how I've been able to, to build a pretty successful business and write books in lockdown in Melbourne and, you know, homeschool two children and build a pretty great relationship and all of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a whole, I've had a lot of opportunity afforded to me. I have a lot of privilege. You know, I, I understand that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman who has had um, a lot of, a lot of what's the word, like my, my path being cleared. Um, but you can have a clear path, but still not choose to walk down it. I think that, um, that there is, there is something to be said about leading yourself and choosing your own truth. And not everyone is taught that. And I feel really lucky that, you know, I've chosen that to be my truth and that I've, I've, I've lived a life that's led me to that choice. Um, so my, I feel like I want to just, I've forgotten the question now, but um, I do, <laughs> um, I do love to, yeah, to help other people to, to do that, to, oh, that's right. What do I see is the issue. Yes. Yeah. Um, some self-worth stuff. I mean, the standard things, some self-worth stuff comes up. And for me, like I can sit here and go, oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. But I found that less helpful than just realizing that worthiness is a social construct. Mm. It's made up. It's not real. Of course you're worthy. Everyone's worthy of what? Who says? Like what? It doesn't, the concept of worthiness doesn't even make sense to me what like who it's just it just doesn't make sense that someone is worthy of something and someone else isn't we're all like divine beings we're all born divine we're all we all deserve to have a beautiful life I don't think anyone is more worthy than others I think our education system teaches us that we have to earn a result and that we must work hard to earn a result my being soul led, my soul never leads me to hard work in, in the traditional sense of the word. My soul leads me to do great work. My soul leads me to be creative. My soul leads me to say bold, brave things on the internet, but my soul does not lead me to work hard for the sake of hard work so that I feel like I'm worthy of the result. I think that's a huge thing. I did a survey once of a bunch of women and I found the results I won't go too into it but the results that I found long story short was that 70% of the women I surveyed 
said that they make things harder for themselves than they need to be so that they feel like they earn the results. Oh. And I'm just like, can we be done with that now? Can we actually choose to, to, to let some things be easier and to, to do away with perfectionism? Like it's just, it's all just programming mm. that things have to be perfect and they have to be polished and they have to be this or that. I would much rather things be powerful than perfect, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, like this perfectionist in us comes up when it comes to, you know, I think putting offers out there when you have an online business, you feel like it has to be a certain way because you see it, how other people do it. So you try to do it the same way, but it might not work for you. And I think a lot of times you wonder why it doesn't work for you, you know, you're your, your ass off, basically, because that's what you've been taught from your family, from your grandparents. Like I come from Germany and from um, a background, you know, my grandparents worked really, really hard to, um, to get where they are right now. They have their own house, they had their own shoe company and stuff. And it's, it's just really interesting because whenever you tell them that you don't really work as much anymore, they're like, what? We worked our whole life and you, you know nothing. And you're like, okay, oh, there's something wrong with me. I have to work harder now or what? <laughs> you know, it's just this conditioning of that. You, you almost have to come to the burnout to prove to the world how worthy you are, that you're so successful. I think a lot of people... Um, they define success in a different way. They, they think, yeah, they, they have to work so much. What is your own de definition of success? Yeah, well, it's just having the life that I desire. So some people desire to have wealth. Some people desire to have money not even be a thing. They just want to live self-sufficient and grow their own vegetables on a mountain somewhere, right? Like, different people I think sometimes we we forget that other people don't want the same things as us so then we think well if it was easy then everyone would have it it's like no maybe not everyone wants it right so you know for me I wanted to homeschool my kids not everybody wants that but that to me is is part of my definition of success is to be homeschooling my kids to a lot of people it's like their worst nightmare so <laughs> the, your definition of success is your land of plenty what's in your land of plenty um what do you desire? So for me, my definition is freedom, but freedom looks different to different people. For some people, freedom means a lot of time without their children. For me, freedom means to have my children around, but to be able to do what I want to do with them around. So, um, and it means to be able to take a day off from parenting when I want to as well. So I think my definition of success is to be creating, to be um to have the resources available to me to do what I want to do. So if I want to travel somewhere to do some kind of work, um, to be able to do that, to have the money in the bank to do it. Um, last year, I was very much in that kind of business coaching space and that, you know, build to, to you know, 10K months and 100K months and all that. And I got to 100K months last year and I was within an industry that told me that was success, that when you got there, And then when I got there, it was like, then people started doing million dollar months and it was like, oh God, okay, next thing. That's, that's what I've got to go for now. And I was just like, hang on a second. This is just more conditioning. Mm -hmm. It's not actually what I want. 
I don't actually want to be focused on that. What do I actually want? So, so it's the most important question you'll ever ask yourself is what do I want? Because it's one of the quickest ways to figure out what's, what's conditioning, like what you're being conditioned to do. And in the business coaching industry, I was being conditioned to chase more and more and more money and to work with more and more and more high-end coaches. And at some point I just went, I don't want to be in this rat race. I don't want to be on this treadmill. I don't want to be going for more and more and more and more money until I'm a billionaire in a rocket going out into space while there are people that don't have enough food on the table to feed their family. So I'm just like, that's a trajectory I don't want to be on. Um, So... (laughs) Again, I just keep losing the question, but my definition of success is whatever the hell I want at that point in time, if I can create it, you know, then I guess that's successful. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think everyone defines success in their own terms. Yep. I think that's so important instead of thinking or asking other people, what is success for you? You know what? And you keep searching the answers without, um, outside of you. And without looking in and well I think it's important to note that social media becomes a vision board so when other people are celebrating their lives and you know you've, you follow coaches and and you know different influencers and people like that they are celebrating their lives and if you follow a lot of a certain type of person so for, for a while there I was following a lot of business coaches and Social media becomes a vision board. If you think about how vision boards work, they really work. Everything I've ever put on a vision board has come true. And so, but the thing is we spend more time looking at our social media feed than we do looking at a vision board, right? So be really careful what's in your feed because it's going to tell your subconscious mind what success looks like. So there's a lot of happy people, you know, twirling around on beaches, you know, dancing around on yachts then your subconscious mind is going to start to think that is success. That equals happiness. That's what I should strive for. When actually what your soul might desire is to have a homestead on a property off grid and be barefoot all the time. Like that might be actually what you're called to do. And so, but if your feed is filled with with Mercedes and Chanel bags, it's going to be really confusing on a subconscious level. So continually ask yourself, what do I want? Continually take little moments of, you know, shutting out the noise of the world long enough that you can hear the universe, that you can hear your soul. Um, ask yourself what you want and then get that in your feed, you know, get that stuff um, because it's a vision board. And that's where I think a lot of the stuff around other people's ideas of success gets programmed in. Last year, I bought a Mercedes um, because now I look back, I'm like, I don't even know if I even wanted the Mercedes. I think just my social media feed told me that was what success looks like. So I bought a Mercedes, which I'll now spend the next few years paying off. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if that was if it was the right choice. I mean, I love my car. It's beautiful and I need a car to get around. So it's fine. But it's like, I don't know if that was actually my sole choice. Mm -hmm. So this is we live and learn right this is why we've got to have these lessons and keep asking ourselves what do I want I thought that success was to send my kids to the best private school in our area and I did that and I felt very successful and very proud of myself and Mm. my kids hated it my daughter hated it absolutely hated it so I pulled her out and now I homeschool her and I'm like oh actually this feels much more like success to me because what did I actually want? My daughter to be happy and have a great education. Well, that's what she's getting. It's not what she was getting at the private school that the world had told me was what success looked like. 
it looks like a private school uniform. Well, it didn't. She hated that uniform. And my soul told me to homeschool her and here we are. Wow. Yeah. And this is like creating a life in alignment and it sometimes doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, it's, totally. For other people, it's like, why are you doing that? But you you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to justify your decisions because you are unique in your own way. Yeah. And I think I could talk probably hours with you <laughs> about anything. I just, uh, I love um, all that you're doing. And I have um, a few questions before we enter into you. And I always ask uh, my podcast guests these questions. So yes. um, imagine you come out to the end of your life. Everything is deleted. All your courses, everything that you've created suddenly deleted. Um, and I give you now a piece of paper and a pen. And you can write down free wisdom nuggets that you would like to share with the world. What would you write down? Worthiness isn't real. Everything is made up. You are more magic than you realize. Mm. If I had to sum it all up in one sentence, I'd probably say the land, the land of plenty lies outside the cage of conditioning. But that probably won't make a lot of sense to people without a whole lot more with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I had to really simplify it, it would be worthiness isn't real. Everything is made up and uh, you are so much more magic than you realize. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And um, is there a book you would recommend someone who's maybe at the beginning of their own journey and yeah, something that you really recommend? Man, there's a lot that have been really, really big for me. Um, the one on relationships I would start with the Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong mm -hmm. the one on parenting I would start with parenting by heart by Pinky McKay and the one on personal development making magic in your life I would start with the magician's way by William Whitecloud mm -hmm. and the one around money it's a book called creating money I can't remember the name of the author right now but it's called creating money it's got a purple cover with a rainbow circle on the front oh cool <laughs> all righty I'll put everything in the show notes yeah. <laughs> creating money oh that sounds good <laughs> it's a channeled book it's a spiritual book um it's a channeled book um that is just everything I believe to be true about about money it's very beautiful um, it's in a very energetic spiritual kind of transmission. It's yeah, it's really cool. Cool. And yeah, and also mine. Yeah, of mode. course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. put it also in the show notes. Put on the list too. Yeah. Yeah. So um if people would love to work with you, so you're offering mentoring courses, yes. a lot of thanks, right? Um yep. Cool. Come yeah. and find me on Facebook and Instagram and you'll see all the things or you can head to carlymarie.com. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Cool. I will put everything in the show notes. Carly, thank you so, so much for being on this show. Um, I think it was, yeah, mind-blowing for me to, to have um, um, a talk with someone who is just, you know, doing business, doing life, doing family in her own way. And I feel like we need more people like you in this world. And thank you for making such a, you know, big change in every woman's life. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>